Welcome to the Do Business Better podcast, the place for ideas you can implement to achieve prosperity. You'll get insights from successful business people on how they do business better. You'll glean tactics on creating a life and business by choice because we interview real business people who've done just that. Now here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey friends, welcome to episode 116 of the Do Business Better podcast. I'm coming to you from the road, actually, a lobby of a roadside uh, Fairfield Marriott, and I wanted to get you this information. It's going to be a very short episode, but it's also going to be a very helpful and useful episode for you because uh, it's just dawned on me here on this week's travels about something that all of us as business people need to have at the forefront of the of the mindset when we're walking into a situation. Okay, you've heard me talk about business being derived from relationships and how all business people serve others, right? We all work for other people's money. It's one of my big points. Uh, There's no such thing as self-employed. Ultimately, we work for other people's money because, let's face it, every dollar you're going to earn the rest of your life is right now someone else's dollar. So with that in mind, we know that we have to deal with other people. Um, Whether you're in a sales capacity, a service provider capacity, even a manufacturing capacity, no matter what capacity you're in, you're dealing with other people because ultimately uh, opportunities are presented to you by marketplaces, which are made up of people, and generally by relationships, which are made up of people. And again, we are going to have to embrace the fact that whether you're a people person or not, and sometimes I am not, um, we have to uh, understand that there's going to be interactions between humans, whether it's now on Zoom calls with the pandemic or over the phone or emails or whatever. This is not a interpersonal sales lesson. This is not a let's you know talk to you about how to shake someone's hand. We know you're beyond all that. It's about what I'll call outcome and objective analysis. Outcome and objective analysis. And the reason this is important is it's one of those things where you're like, oh, that's a pretty simple idea, but so many people get it wrong. And I'll give you a couple of thoughts on this whole thing. So what I'm really talking about is getting to your thing, getting to your desired outcome. That's what we're going to cover here today. Um, somebody uh, not too long ago called me up and said, hey, I need some help. Um, just want to you know, talk to you. This is the old usual pick your brain thing. And I said, well, you know, what's going on? Well, I'm working on this thing and I need some help. Okay, what do you want? Okay, we went through this whole thing. I said, well, what do you want to have happen? Well, I'm not sure. I said, well, then you're premature calling me and you're frankly premature at uh, going into this objective because the reality is until you define the outcome that you want from a situation or the multiple outcomes that are acceptable in a situation, you have no business going into the situation. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, we're talking about doing the research and the due diligence and the picking up the pieces and the, and the grabbing and scraping together information. There's all that. But when ultimately it comes down to that time, whether it's a sales situation, uh, a multi-year contractual arrangement with some organization, um, being a service provider in some sort of a contract arrangement, going about getting a job, whatever that thing is. Before you walk into that room or into that Zoom call or take the phone and put it in your hand and call that person or send it and craft an email, I believe it is very powerful to first do the outcome and objective analysis. Something I learned a long time ago, um, probably when I was a salesperson, but more so when I became self-employed. Because you'd have these people that said, I want to talk to you about maybe doing some stuff. I think maybe we got some opportunities. 
And she goes, all right, that's fact-finding. That's informational finding. But even before I did a whole of those people that said, we're going to see what opportunities we might be able to do together, because that sometimes is um, a way to lace a um, proposition and make it look more desirable to you than it really is. I'd like to see if maybe there's some opportunities for us to work together. And sometimes that really means I want you to give me something and I'm going to give nothing in return. So I got real good about this. By stating, okay, before I return that call, let's just take out a piece of paper and a pen and let's write down what outcome would I like to see come out of this call? What multiple outcomes would I like to see come out of that call? What is going to be my objective? Maybe this is going to be three calls or a call with this person that then morphs into a call and a meeting with the committee. What objective do I want from this one? Do I want then a second interview? Do I want a second meeting with the committee, with the decision maker? In other words, what's the major big outcome you'd like? And then what are the objectives that you could handle just from this one? So what I always do, or try to do, and I know there's no such thing as try, there's only do, what I do before I go into these situations is map out the outcome that I believe I would like to have and then the sub-objectives. Okay, ultimately I would like to win this business. Ultimately I'd like to get this contract. Talking in generic terms here, of course. Ultimately I'd like to pick this group up as a client, whatever it should be. Now in the meantime, the first return call, the first batch of emails may not quite be decision time for them. So secondary objective that it would still be acceptable to me is we schedule a second meeting with the real decision makers who can then decide to execute the contract, which means objective in the first call is to decide and determine and discern who is the real decision maker. You see how this goes? When you, before you just plow into things, shooting from the hips, as they say, you actually sit down and get methodical for a few minutes and say, all right, before I walk into this meeting, before I return this call, before I get on this email or hop on this Zoom, what outcome would I like to see happen? What objective do I hope to attain? If it's not going to be win the contract, win the business, secure the client, it's probably then going to be setting the next meeting where we can advance the ball down the field. And again, getting to the actual meeting, I'm sorry, the actual decision maker. The decision maker then is your objective, ascertaining who that is, finding out exactly what the goalpost is might be the part of your first call. Oh, so... Now that we've determined you would like to do business with me and you believe that my service and my clients and my products and all this speak to you and you believe that I can do the job, what would it take for me then to actually get that business? Oh, you need me to show you my criteria and my uh, regulatory certifications, okay? And you need me to show you that I have my bonding and insurances in place, okay? And what else? Oh, you'd like a letter from three of my uh, most recent clients so you can check my references. Okay. Now you've just taken that first meeting and know exactly what you need for the second one, which should secu might secure you, should secure you, the business. You see how this works? It makes you more efficient because remember the old thing. Anything that shortens distance and time makes you more efficient. Anything that makes you 
use less time to get business makes you more profitable, right? Time is money. So self-employed, small biz, run a big biz, work for a big biz, no matter where you are in the lineup, the reality is your, your success will be enhanced by a outcome and objective analysis. Ahead of time, say, what do I want to have happen? Now, what I wrote down here, because uh, I was thinking about how I do this, what outcome do I want? What outcomes would still be acceptable? And also then the objectives. And remember, you, you, you do yourself a big favor to note those exact things that the prospective client, and it doesn't even have to be just for business. This could be about, uh, you know, uh, a job interview. It could be for uh, an interview with uh, getting into school or whatever. It's really the same thing. It's about what outcome do you want? I want to win the business. Okay. If it's not done, the uh, acceptable outcome would be for me to have a second meeting where I now know I'm talking to the people who can pull the trigger, who can make the decision to give me the business. And also during that first call, we're going to describe what exactly the criteria are so that I can be the shiniest the shiniest penny in the pile of pennies that are going to be on their table next time. I want to then know what it is going to require of me to make this happen. <clears throat> when you're walking into this, it's also incredibly important to not only map out what your objectives are and then what your uh, sub, uh, what your outcomes that would still be acceptable are. <clears throat> there's the one big desired, and then there's the multiple other things that are desired, and there's also what is acceptable. Okay, we wanted a contract for a million dollars, but it would still be acceptable to get half of that and begin doing business with this customer. That's still an acceptable outcome. And then also, you say, okay, what would it take for us to grow that in year two? Oh, now you are giving yourself the opportunity from a sales and a proposal standpoint, they are telling you what it's going to take. Map out what is not acceptable to you. Map out what is not an acceptable outcome for you. The one thing that you say absolutely you cannot accept. I cannot accept this because it would be detrimental to my business. I can give you examples all day long. Somebody would call me up in the old days when I'm a political comedy act. Hey, I know you're going to be in Toledo. I'm not too far from there. I would love for you to come and work with our organization. Oh, here I am. Apparently the Fairfield Marriott just got uh, noticed that their electric bill had to be cut. They just turned the lights off on me. But I know you can still see me, so thank you for being here on the New Business Better podcast. So in the old days, I would get these calls, and then they would say, well, would you do it for uh, less money? And there's always this thing where we work for other people's money, and we also realize that sometimes we take discounts when it is smart because it works into our schedule and it also favors our business. And then you've got to say, what is unacceptable? What is something I absolutely cannot accept because it will harm my business? It's detrimental to me. If my other clients find this out, that I'm discounting this much to you while it will harm my reputation, it might actually upset the apple cart and ruin that contract for me. You understand where I'm going? What's the number one outcome? What could you also find out to achieve that outcome in your first dealing? What would be acceptable sub-outcomes? And what sure as hell can you not accept? Now, you've got that mapped out. You've got those things mapped out. What are you going to do next? I'll tell you what. You put yourself in the shoes of the client or the customer or the person hiring you or the school administrator deciding whether you get into school or the HR person who needs to make sure you go through all of these criteria. Whatever it is, whoever you are dealing with, the other party or parties, you put yourself in their shoes and you do the exact same thing because very likely they have not. 
Oh, they might have thought about what they want. Well, you know, I want to sell them a truck. I want to sell them a truck. That's what we want. Yeah, but what more than that? With a deeper objective and outcome analysis, you now put yourself in the position of your customer or your client or your prospect or whoever it is you're going to meet with, deal with, be on the Zoom call with, and you pretend you are them and say, what would they want the outcome to be? Oh, they'd like to secure the lowest priced contractor to do this business that now they are, that, uh, they are looking for. But there's also more than that. Sometimes it's an outcome about money, but it's also about prestige. Sometimes it's about an outcome that means they will not get yelled at. Remember one of my earlier lessons that I've often talked about, learned it not until I was 20 years into my business. Sometimes your prospects don't want the best. Sometimes they just want acceptable that does not get them bitched at. Does that make sense? So you're talking about a a client arrangement where there's a prospect that doesn't want the world's best because that doesn't really help them. What helps them is to not lose their job. So remember, think about their outcome, what they really want. They probably want to not get complaints. They want to not lose their job, to not have strife at work. They want to have their life be easy. They want somebody that can effectively do the job. That will also make it so they have to spend less time overseeing this because remember, they're dealing with whatever they can do to save time or money on their end also. Think about their outcome that they would really want. Sometimes this is egocentric. Sometimes this is personality specific. I would have people that hired me back in my political comedy days that wanted to be able to drag me around like a fish on a stringer and tell everybody that they got me hired because you know what? They saw me on a movie and they just knew that I'd be perfect for this gig. In other words, they wanted to use my little modicum of fame to boost their own level of notoriety. That's fine. We're all whores to some degree, right? We all work for other people. What is it that the outcome or objective that your prospects, clients, and customers are looking for that you can serve? It sometimes is not as clear as it appears. Sometimes it'll be at the next level down. Put yourself in their shoes. What outcome do they want? What objectives would they settle for? What outcomes would they accept? And then what certainly can they not accept? They probably cannot accept something that's going to put them out of business, make them look bad, hurt themselves in the eye of their customer, make them get in trouble with their boss, whatever that might be. Now then, as you're analyzing your outcome and objective analysis, Look at their situation, look at your situation, go through those three things, like I said, outcome you want, what's it gonna take to get to that outcome, what outcomes you could accept, what outcomes you absolutely cannot accept. Do the same thing then from the other side of the table, looking at it from their perspective, now do this. Now that you've thought through their perspective, write down or put in your head and then put in your phone or wherever it is you keep your notes, the exact salesmanship or steps it will take on your part to achieve the outcome that they want. Because, as I stated from the very beginning, we all work for other people. And to achieve this, you are going to then say, okay, what steps, what things, what criteria, what boxes, what salesmanship, what marketing position should I take to do what would then get them their outcome? Because remember, if you achieve their outcome, you'll oftentimes achieve your own as well. That's how this thing works. The old deal of when it when you can walk the customer and prospect into a situation where they feel as though they have won, 
then you are in a very good position that you are the provider of said product or service that has just allowed them to win. So what steps, what salesmanship, what marketing position do you need to take to help them get to their outcome? It's outcome objective analysis. I know it sounds very simple, but it's amazing to me, the sales background and 26 years of running my own business, how many people I deal with that want to pick my brain or they want to see if we could do business together and they actually have very little grasp of what they want when they contact me other than to pick my brain or see if we can do business together. I'm like, okay, but doing what? What thing would you like? Other than getting in my pocket for a bunch of money, what thing, what objective do you actually have and how can you get me to an outcome I would prefer? Doing it from both sides is very, very powerful. And having been a salesperson and a business person in 26 years of entrepreneurial self-employment makes one think more crisply and clearly about this. It'll save you a lot of time. It'll actually make you more successful. I can't emphasize enough that you're not going into a situation blind. You're going into a situation prepared because you now know exactly what it is you want and you've thought through what they might want. The old thing about don't waste your customer's time, don't waste your own time, make you more efficient. If you have any thoughts on this, feel free to email me. I would love to hear from you. This is something that's been very clear to me in the last week while I'm out here traveling around. I do appreciate you tuning in. As ever, it is the Do Business Better podcast. Again, think about the outcomes that you want, the ones you would accept, the ones you absolutely cannot accept to your own detriment, and then do the same thing from the other side of the table. It's that wonderful, powerful situation of seeing the table from both sides. Damian Mason, thanks for joining me here. Till next time, it's the Do Business Better podcast. If you enjoyed this episode of Do Business Better, please share it. And be sure to connect with Damian on LinkedIn, like his Facebook fan page, and follow him on Instagram and Twitter. For speaking inquiries or to purchase Damian's books, Food Fear and Do Business Better, go to DamianMason.com. Know someone who'd make a great guest? Send us a message. We're always looking for compelling stories and business lessons our listeners can benefit from. Thank you.